you are listening to the Manfulness Podcast. I'm your host, Hamish Kramer. My mission here is to help create a more mindful man, a man that can express himself, can explore a deeper level of himself, become more balanced, become more conscious, and just create a better version of masculinity. I want to help the everyday man explore ideas of personal growth, spirituality, relationships, purpose, and love in a way which is simple, safe, and understandable. So I thank you for listening. All right, so I don't know about you, but uh, I'm pretty sure it's fair to say that once you become a parent and you have little kids, uh, your watching capacity uh, is limited to uh, Disney movies. <laughs> right? So my kids uh, are very young, four and six, and um, yeah, we watch we watch kids' movies, right? And, and the Disney Channel. Um, has given us um, a variety of uh, great movies to watch. And, you know, I grew up obviously on Disney movies, um, some of the great classics, uh, you know, Aladdin and The Lion King and, you know, some of these kind of great movies which are, are kind of getting redone now. But, you know, you become a parent and you are thrusted back into this world of uh, kids' movies, right? And um, I have to say that these Disney movies, some of these kids' movies um, are amazing, you know. They're really, really amazing. And um, you you come across a few which are just exceptional. And what I'm really loving about Disney movies, <laughs> and, of course, they're on repeat at our house nonstop. You know, it's fun, something funny about kids. They just watch the same movie over and over again. <laughs> and uh, the beauty of that is, uh, as a parent watching, <laughs> you know, you're kind of seeing the lessons behind some of these movies, the deep kind of lessons behind it. And so I want to talk about a movie which uh, is very popular right now and may- maybe you know about, or maybe you've watched it yourself. Uh, it's Encanto, which is the new Disney movie about the Colombian family uh, and with all the family members that have various powers. Now, if you haven't watched the movie and you don't want any spoilers, then don't listen to this podcast because I'll be talking about it. Um, and if you have, um, let me know whether you've, you've experienced these uh, particular lessons for yourself or maybe you had something different. But I guess the premise of the story is there is the main character, Medibel, um, and she lives in a family uh, with, uh, you know, sisters and cousins and aunts and uncles and an abuela, which is their grandma. And um, they all live in this house, and it's a magical house, and all of the siblings and the cousins have special powers. You know, one's super strong, one has dominion over flowers, one can hear things really well, another can change, transform into anybody that he likes, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And then the aunts also have them as well. And I guess the premise of the story is Midibel doesn't have a gift, right? So she's in this exceptional family and she's kind of the outsider. She's kind of the lone wolf. Now she brings an energy of absolute positivity, right? She loves the family. She wants to help. She wants to still be a part of it. But deep down inside, she's a, she's different she's not like everybody else and they're in a town a very remote town in the jungle and each of the people that have the power or a gift 
uses it to better the community. And that's kind of Abuela's um, philosophy is that they, they're there to support the community and the miracle was given to them. And then they will use that miracle to benefit the community. And so everyone's role in the family is to serve the community in some way. So as you can imagine, Mirabel, who doesn't have a gift, is feeling quite inadequate and overcompensates and tries to, um, you know, do as much as she can to feel like she's part of it. But everybody knows she doesn't have a gift. So what I love about this movie is that it taught it, a lot of the characters will represent a lot of people that we may be familiar with in our families, right? Everybody maybe knows of the lone wolf or the black sheep of the family. Um, you know, there's the the perfect uh, the perfect son or daughter in there, and it, you know, in this one, it's um, Isabella who does the flowers. She is just perfect, and you know, Abuela wants to marry her off to the perfect man so that they can have more kids, so then they can have more gifts and help the community more. So it's kind of this expectation. And that's the kind of theme through the entire movie is this kind of expectation that families place on the members of the family and everybody's expected to use their gift for the benefits and also do things which benefit the family. That's the focus, right? Um, And so many of us may, may resonate with that. I definitely did. I definitely did because that expectation of being in the family, I was probably the perfect one. I'm not going to lie. I was the, um, in my family, you know, I was the one that got good grades. I was the sports superstar. You know, I was house captain. You know, I sort of fulfilled that role. Maybe my brother could be seen as the black sheep or the lone wolf. He was different. You know, he was into dancing and music and more into the arts. He was a bit more of an introvert at the beginning, played video games. Um, you know, he, 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 while I was out social, had a lot of friends, he didn't seem to have a friend. That's just growing up. That obviously changed as we got older. Um, but that was a thing. And I guess for me, my dad was the patriarch in the family where he, he was the authority. He was the one that told what everybody had to do. Everybody had the expectations, and for me, it was being successful and, you know, my brother not keeping up to that part. So I'm sure you will have possibly, a, you know, a mixture of that type of dynamic. Um, and Abuelo in the movie is that um, authoritative figure, sets the expectation, sets the pace, and keeps everybody in line. And that was the, my, my dad for me in my family, right? So, <clears throat> so the movie goes along. And what starts to happen is the house is a magical house and it's kind of the thing that gives everybody their power. It's kind of the source of the power or the, or this candle is the source of the power and the, and the house kind of um, integrates this power. And what starts to happen during the movie is that the house starts to break apart and it signifies the breaking down of the magic, the, 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 um, the blowing out of the magic. The magic is is dying. It's weakening. And Mirabel notices this and everybody else doesn't seem to be too concerned or does or is ignoring it and is busy off doing the things that they've expected to do. And Mirabel notices that there's problems. And she takes it upon herself to solve it or save the family. Because she loves the family. She's she she loves the family a lot and will do anything for it. So once she notices there's a problem she goes about trying to fix it. Um, obviously, this causes a lot of conflict in this family, especially with Abuela, who 
who wants her to just leave things alone, doesn't see that there is any problem. And the problems are really stemming from the fracture that's actually been created in the family because the expectations that have been placed on those in the family are actually now to the detriment of the individual, right? So for example, Louisa, who is super strong, all she does is lift things all days and helps the community and there's no real time for her to relax. She's just expected to be like a workhorse. Uh, Isabella is the beautiful one and she's expected to marry the uh, bachelor in the in the town and is expected to have kids and to follow that kind of pathway. And again, if you think about it, these are very similar themes to what many of us would experience or expectations we would experience um, in our lives. So, the, so the, the, the cracks that have been created is a reflection of the breakdown of the connection within the family because people are feeling disconnected and are just doing what they're expected to do, but actually it's causing some turmoil. The other major conflict that is there is actually between uh, Mirabel and Isabella. So Mirabel is kind of the, like I said, black sheep. She's also the, the geek. She wears glasses. She's little. And then Mirabel, I mean, um, Isabella is beautiful and popular and everybody loves it, right? So, and there's a bit of animosity between the two of them, right? So all of these aspects create this kind of um, uh, brokenness, this, this kind of disconnection inside the family, while on the surface, everybody's pretending that it's okay and that we're all fine, right? And that just relates to so many of our families. And I experienced the same thing as well. And so, and you have to watch the movie. If you haven't, definitely watch it. If you're listening to this and you're someone that hasn't watched the movie, really watch it because I'm, I'm going through it very briefly. Anyway, what inevitably happens is in order for the magic to be healed, Mirabel must get to the core of why there's a disconnection or why the magic is fading or why there's a breakdown in the family dynamic. And it actually comes back to the relationships between the people. And this is the lesson that I got from it. There was two major lessons that I pulled and the lessons were profound for me because they actually related back to lessons that I actually went through in my own family, right? Which highlighted what I went through my own family. And the, and the first lesson was perspective over our elders perspective, this understanding of where they're coming from, Right. So in the movie, like I said, Abuela is bent on making sure that the, the, the gifts are used for the benefit of the community. She is focused on making sure that the expectations of the family, of the community, is followed through on. She keeps everything in line. Now, as you learn in the story, uh, why Abuela is like that. So it causes a lot of conflict between Mirabel and Abuela. They fight, right? And that's part of the the breaking of the of the magic and what they'd go through is this reconciliation right after everything collapses and there's chaos and the thing that they've been holding on for so long in their reputation their status in the community it all falls apart it breaks away they're not able to save the magic and ev everything actually falls apart and everything gets disconnected and exposed for what it is and it's in that moment of chaos, of loss, of rock bottom, 
that everybody then tries to come realize what's important comes together. And in that process, Mirabel and Abuela reconcile. And what Mirabel sees in a kind of visionary sequence is why Abuela is the way that she is, why she's so rigid and focused on the community and making sure that their reputation and status is so important. And you see that Abuela had her husband sacrifice himself to, I guess, mercenaries or a bunch of bad people. And as they fled their town, because they were being attacked, they fled their town. The husband sacrificed himself and through that pain, the miracle was birthed and the miracle protected them and created the house and then therefore created the community. So Wello is holding on to this because if you think about it, when I watched the movie, I could see her grief and her sadness, her sacrifice that had to be given in order for the community to be saved, the family to be saved, for them to have the house that they have in and, and the status and the reputation and everything that's come along with it. So she, she has suffered because of it. And not, if not for her, and Mirabel realizes this, not for her, then there would be no family because they would have been all destroyed. And so you can see how different generations don't get to fully understand what our ancestors or the matriarchs or patriarchs or elders in our family have had to go through or sacrifice in order for the current generation to have what they have, right? So it's a really beautiful moment because it's where Mirabel goes, oh, I, I understand now why you are the way you are. I see now. It makes sense. Right, And in the same token, Abuela understands what Mirabel was trying to do. Mirabel was also trying to save and protect the family because Abuela had lost her way. She'd become so obsessed with the expectations and what the community did that she forgot to focus on what was most important, which was the connection within the family. And that ends up being the strength of the magic that ends up being the essence of the magic of the family is actually the connection and the love between them, not the gifts themselves. So there's this beautiful moment where both generations understand each other and Mirabel helps Abuela to see her mistake and see where she went wrong. And it's beautiful because so many of, of these elders and authority figures sometimes look down on the younger generation is not knowing or not being able to see or understand. You can see it's a perspective change. So she got the perspective that Mirabel could see because Mirabel didn't have the pain and the trauma and the sacrifice that was blinding her from the truth that was right in front of them. Abuela didn't want to listen, hear the other perspective, and neither did Mirabel in the other way. She didn't want to understand where Abuela was coming from. And I'm like, wow, that's such a great lesson for so many of us. And I had this myself with my own dad. You know, I've talked about this in podcasts before. Like he used to always ask me to go to church and I'm like, dad, I don't want to go to church. It's so boring, you know, or it doesn't resonate with me. And I remember I had to work on myself. And one of the things that I had to do was actually confront my dad and talk to him about this area because I would just ignore it. And it, it, it actually deteriorated our relationship, just like the movie. So I approached him and I said, Dad, look, I might not go to church, but I do have faith in the universe or source or 
a, a different format of what you're saying doesn't mean that I don't. And he, and in that moment, he said, son, I, I don't want you to go to church for the sake of it. And he said, when I was growing up and we were poor, it was my faith that got me through difficult times. And I just want to make sure that when you have difficult times, when I'm not here, you have something to lean on. Like how beautiful. I got that perspective. I was like, oh, now I understand why you want me to go to church. It's not because you just want to bust my balls. It's because there's something that's important that you learn that you want to pass off. It's just, we just didn't communicate well about it. Like, and his way of going about it just pissed me off. And my way of going about it pissed him off because he's like, well, he doesn't have a religion or he doesn't have a, a faith or something stable to take him through life's challenges. But because we were able to listen and hear each other and actually listen and understand each other's perspective, we healed that part of us and it actually made us closer and stronger. And now me and my dad have a great relationship, right? So this happened, this literally happened for me. Exactly what was happening in the movie happened for me and my family, happened for me and my dad, and we became stronger from it. The second lesson that I learned was between the siblings, between the siblings, and it can be very similar to what happened with Mirabel and Abuela. The step that needed to be taken in order to initiate the healing of the family is that Mirabel had to reconcile with Isabella, her resentment towards her. And really, Mirabel's argument was, well, she's got such a perfect life. Why would I bother? Why should I be the one? I have challenges as well. What, oh, why should I go off and reconcile with her? She should reconcile with me. And the crux of the movie is, well, you need to make the first step. Otherwise, this is all going to fall apart. And again, Mirabel goes and attempts to very poorly in the beginning reconcile with her sister, only to then realize through the conversation that she's also suffering and that her perfect life isn't so perfect and that she's also doing things because she wants the family to be happy and not following her own hopes and desires and feeling trapped because of that. And it gives them both this perspective of, ah, you also feel like I do. You also feel trapped and alone and, you know, you're doing things to benefit the family or you're doing what the family's expecting of you. And then there's this beautiful moment where they reconnect because, again, they've taken a moment to understand each other, to listen, to really, to really listen. And then... It, you know, it, it causes some great change and this, uh, uh, this, um, it starts to fix the magic temporarily. And then, as you'll see in the movie, everything kind of goes to shit after that. <laughs> but it's kind of needed. And again, I had this very same experience with my brother. You know, we fought for many, many years. We were, you know, I was the perfect one and he was the not so perfect one. And that theme kind of resonated through our lives, you know. And I think he had a built-up resentment towards me. And I also too, right? I used to think he was a spoiled little child. My, my brother was very sick as a young kid. So he was doted on. Or that's how I saw it anyway. Mom would worry about him. My grandma would worry. And everybody would do everything for him. And I was kind of like, look at this kid. I have to do everything for myself. So it kind of follows a very similar dynamic that the movie shows, this resentment towards each other. And you can see how these resentments, if not resolved or spoken up or if there's light that's not shined on them, it actually deteriorates the relationships in our lives over time. And to the point where we don't even know why we're resenting this person or why we don't like him, there's just a disconnect 
or we can become very superficial, very surface level. And so how many of us are like that with our siblings? I like that with members of our family, where there's a resentment, where there's a superficialness. How many of us go to family functions and don't really talk to our parents or talk to our siblings? Everything's very, you know, on the top. You know, we don't really, we're not asking questions about how they are because we really want to know. And it's because we can't get past the resentments that we've developed on them and we've forgotten maybe why they're even there or what they began with. And so through this understanding of each other and of airing of resentments and by allowing that space to create it, the, the, two, the two sisters were able to reconnect and understand each other. And, and that brought life back to the family because that's the core of what brings a family together. It's not your blood. It's, what, it's, that, it's that relationship. It's that relationship, that connection that we have. And there's, once there's understanding, then we can have connection and vulnerability because we feel like that other person understands us and understands where we're coming from. doesn't mean they have to agree. just means that they, they understand and they maybe have compassion for where that other person's coming from. So that was my two main lessons. And the lessons of perspective, understanding where, what our ancestors had done and sacrificed before us, and then perspective in terms of what maybe our siblings are learning, are going through in each each other's lives for the purpose of a better family dynamic and to actually allow healing to happen. Because once everyone was able to sort out their issues and, and, and face them, the family became stronger than ever. The, the, the relationships became stronger than ever, right? And I think we can take a lot away from these really beautiful Disney movies, right? <laughs> They're in cartoon form sometimes. And I think the, simplest, the simpleness of them uh, and the colorful of them, and then there's music, obviously, and there's, there's humor in it. I think we are able to receive the lesson from these beautiful movies so much easier than maybe uh, a, a normal movie, you know, a normal adult movie, um, which maybe has a little bit more drama in it. I think the, the, the softness of it allows the message to hit us a little bit harder, and I think that's why it's such a popular movie. But I think we, if, we, if, if you've watched this movie and you've, you've connected with those kind of lessons, I, I think what's important is what we do after it because we can just go, well, it's just a Disney movie and that was nice and I'm probably going to watch it 300 times <laughs> with my kids. Or we can go, wow there's something quite profound that this movie is trying to tell me. Why don't I go and put into action some of those things? And I do this a lot with my clients because a lot of the time there is this resentment or lack of perspective or, or um, issues inside relationships. And sometimes we need to go out and have that conversation. We need to take that person aside and allow us, uh, give them an opportunity for us to hear their life story to hear their perspective on what they're going through and, and listen, and listen with, with generosity, listen with compassion and be genuine about it so that we can heal these old wounds and maybe get to the core of why we're upset or, or resenting them or why our relationship is not as deep as what it could be. So my invitation for you is that. Take some of these lessons. Watch this movie if you haven't already. I think it's amazing. But more importantly, see where these lessons can apply to your life and where some action needs to be taken. Maybe find where maybe there's going to be some confronting conversations 
they need to happen in your life with your family members, with your brothers or sisters. Maybe it's with a partner. It doesn't necessarily have to be a family member. It could be your husband or wife or a friend, right? And, and see if we can face them because I think so many of us ignore the problems, ignore these truths until they become unfixable. They, 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 things deteriorate to such a point where it, it's not possible to heal things anymore. So my invitation to you is to go out there and um, make these changes. If, if, if the pandemic's taught me anything is that things can change at any moment. And maybe some of these people that we think will be there forever may not be there in the future. So I hope that helps and I hope that guides you to some healing. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode. I would love to hear from you. So please tag me on Instagram at manfulnessmen. Um, Hit me up, DM me. I would also love a review on wherever you've listened to. And please, please subscribe so that you can get more of my updates, more of my podcasts coming through. And if you feel, please share it with another man who you think could benefit from today's episode.